This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Welcome back to the Knowledge of Wharton podcast. I'm Rachel Kipp, Associate Editorial Director of the Knowledge of Wharton website. Today we're here with Wharton finance professor Sergio Salgado to talk about his paper, Skewed Business Cycles. Sergio, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So first of all, what was the inspiration for this paper? So the inspiration of this paper was looking at how uncertainty increases during recessions. Recessions are periods in which uncertainty increases, firms get scared, Firm gets, firms and individuals get scared, and, uh, and for that, they reduce investment, hiring, or consumption in terms of households. Now, the question that I had was looking at what type of uncertainty increases, whether things are getting better or things are getting bad. And it turns out that when you look directly to the data, it's only about things getting even worse. It's about uncertainty, about left outcomes, about this idea that recessions are skewed towards negative outcomes. That's pretty much now, when you looked at this, how did you study this exactly? What kind of data did you look at? So um, we look at different types of data, mostly firm-level data. We look at sales growth, employment growth, stock market, and also productivity. We measure productivity in different ways. You can think just how many output per worker you have in the firm or is produced uh, in the firm. And when we look at this, and also we look survey-level data as well. So when we look at all this, and we compare recession to non-recessionary periods, we see that, yes, uh, firms, some firms are doing very, very well, but in general, there is a, a small fraction of firms that are doing extremely bad. And these firms explain most of the decline in the aggregate economy. Just to give you some numbers, like, if you take the entire distribution of firms that are publicly traded, 20% of those firms during the Great Recession represented 80% of the total sale loss during that period. So that is what I mean about left-skewed outcomes. These firms got a very bad outcome during that period. But in general, firms, most of the firms did seemingly well. It's just not like if you take a random firm, these firms are not doing that bad. It's just this very small fraction of firms that represent a disproportionate number of the losses. So now that we know this about this subset of firms, how do you actually quantify that data? Yeah, that is interesting. So what we do is to take this micro information and we use this to inform a macroeconomic model. This model firms make decisions that are subject to these left tail events. All of a sudden, these, idios, these very small firms get very large negative shocks. And then and we use that mechanism to try to account for this 20%. We realize that when we are able to repli- reproduce in the model these 20% of firms that, are very, that receive very bad negative sh- uh, outcomes during recession, only, this, only that effect represents almost a 2% decline in economic activity. So I think it's an important point to make that most of the decline that we saw during the Great Recession both through the lens of the data and through the lens of the model, represent a large fraction of the decline. And those are the firms that we have to be looking at when we want to make policies, for instance. It's not that general out, it's not that general, when we want to make policies, we don't need to target the average firm. We need to target a specific firms that are exactly those that are more, that are hit harder by the recession. Now, does this paper look at whether there were things about those types of firms that they had in common, for example, their industry or just the way they were structured or who worked at them? Or? So in this particular paper, because it's more centered in, uh, how to say, in uh, documenting these outcomes, we make a big deal about the data part. And the model is more as just to inform 
that these things actually matter. In a follow-up paper, we're studying how, let's say, leverage or borrowing constraint in general make firms more uh, react hard, like react more during recessions, so that these affect this left tail generates even more negative outcomes. Now, you looked at this data for 40 countries, including mm-hmm. the U.S. Did yes. you see any fluctuations, or was this kind of this effect true for all of them? That is very interesting. Is the more we look at the data. We more, the more we realize that this is happening in every single country. Of course, there are small countries that seem to react more. A large country seems to have like these negative outcomes less often. But it's quite general. And it's, it's a very particular feature of business cycles that a large fraction of the decline is just accounted by a small, small group of firms. I think that is quite interesting because there are many facts that apply to the U.S. and they are different in other countries or they are different for large countries relative to small countries or developed countries relative to underdeveloped countries. Here we look at almost 40 countries, big, small, European, Latin American, et cetera, et cetera. We find almost the same pattern in every place. The same by industries. Now, something that I think is interesting is that when you look at firms in different age, that makes a difference. So size doesn't make a difference, but firms in different age. And when I mean age, like how much time you have been in the market. So firms with different, like that are old, are well established, seems to fare better during recessions. And these bad outcomes seems to be less, they happen to them less often. Young firms are more reactive to to these effects. And those are the ones that drop the most during recessions. But like that is more difficult to say. We have only data for the U.S., it will be great to have better data for other countries to see if this is a pattern that is repeated in other countries as well. Now, you talked about one future line for the research. What are some other things that would be next for this? So now here we're looking at only uh, firms, right? There is, an increasingly, uh, this, there is an increasing availability of match employer-employee panel data, meaning we have data for the firms, their sales, their productivity, their employment, but also see who works for those firms. What are the wages of those workers? Where they live? What are the education levels? Let's say age, et cetera, et cetera. So what we look at, what we want to do that now is um, use this, ask the following question. For those firms that fared the worst during recession, what happened to the workers of those firms? Were they fired? Whether their wages were reduced? And if they were fired, where they ended up? They went to another firm in the same sector, et cetera, et cetera. That is important because it will tell us something about the overall welfare effect of these tail shocks. It's not something that is happening only at the firm level, but also affects real lives of real people, reducing their wages, making it more possible that they're going to lose their jobs, et cetera, et cetera. So what we're doing now is using what I was saying. We were using these shocks or these tail events at the firm level and correlate those with individual or household level outcomes, changes in wages and employment rates, et cetera, et cetera, both for the U.S. and in other countries. So for that, we're using data here in the U.S. Uh, there is census level data is very useful, but also data in, Nor- in Norway and in Denmark. And uh, that is becoming super hot these days. Like use panel data that connects both firm level data and individual level data. Sergio, thanks so much for being with us. Um, I'm very happy. Thank you. You can find all of Knowledge at Wharton's articles, podcasts, and more on our website, which is knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. You can find all of our podcasts on Apple's podcasting app or your other favorite podcasting platform. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a like, comment, or review. It really does help like-minded folks to find the show. Thanks for listening. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.